Welcome to episode number one of my new podcast. All right, so this is where I'm going to be trying to explain my ideas thoroughly because I don't have enough time in these one minute TikTok videos. All right, some of these ideas are complicated and it's really hard for me to explain what I'm thinking and how I'm thinking because, you know, I don't really know what I'm fucking talking about. I just, I listen to a lot of stuff and I hear a lot of stuff and I put things together in my head and try to spit it back out into the world. And a podcast is enough time for me to kind of do that. And it's also going to be a way for me to, uh, like, actually be myself. I've noticed that whenever I get a camera put on me, I start going into, like, camera bridger mode or whatever you call it, like bridger actor mode. I don't know. (laughs) But it's just, that's just what happens when you get a camera on your face or you're looking at yourself with that selfie mode. You just, you act differently. It's like a performance almost. And I don't try to, it's just how it is. But with this podcast, I can, uh, you know, just kind of do whatever I want. I can walk around, I can get high, I can get drunk, I can talk about things. And so it's going to be fun, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be interesting. Hopefully I don't waste your time. <laughs> but in this podcast, I want to talk about our mouths. Because it's interesting. I had a dental hygienist friend of mine enlightened me just this last week that 80% of Americans have some type of gum disease, okay? 80%! I fucking Googled it, and yeah, it's pretty much true. I mean, a lot of things had stuff basically going from like 40 to 80%. But the fact that 80% is even on the fucking table, that 80% of Americans can have gum disease and in case you don't know one of the two main factors for people who have lived health in a healthy way to a ripe old age lung capacity and gum health those are the two things the people that have lived to a ripe old age lung capacity and gum health now those might be what is it? It might be a correlation versus a causation, but either way, the fact that those two things were prominent in that group of people means it's important. And 80% of us have some form of gum disease. That's fucking crazy. Gingivitis shit. And so I want to talk about it because I know how to fix it. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. I know how to fix it. And I looked it up on Google like, how do you fix gum disease? said, go to your dentist more often. Brush your teeth and floss. <laughs> okay, I don't know about you, but when I think about our ancestors, I don't imagine them going to the dentist very often. I don't imagine them flossing or even brushing their teeth. But our ancestors are ancient ancestors. I'm talking like, yes, hunter-gatherers, but even before hunter-gatherers, like pre-big brain humans. That's what I like to focus on is pre-big brain humans. I think there's a lot to learn from those, those motherfuckers. So when I think of 
pre-big brain humans. <laughs> I don't imagine they're going to the dentist very often. But they had perfect mouths. And I know this because that's what evolution does. Evolution evolves things to live perfectly in their environment or being able to survive in their environment well enough to pass on their genes, right? That's the whole point of evolution. If something is not fit enough for its environment, it dies. It does not evolve or progress. It fucking dies. And so the things that are alive are typically well-evolved for their environment, which means healthy mouths, healthy bodies, and healthy enough to procreate, right? And what I noticed is that as I've started eating more plants, like foraging for real plants, not these fucking salads and shit that we eat at Olive Garden, it's like lettuce and onions and shit that are like twice the size of my head. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what our ancestors were eating. They were eating leaves. They were eating like different plants from the environment that weren't engineered, that weren't fertilized. Okay. These are plants that had long roots that could get nutrients out of the ground. And yes, they were covered in dirt. They were covered in fucking dirt. Okay. I know that was a pretty controversial topic, that whole dirt thing. I'll, I'll probably get into that in a future progress or podcast, but yeah, they were eating plants. And I've noticed with the little bit of plants that I eat, because I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. Eating plants raw sucks. It fucking sucks. It doesn't taste good. You can't eat a whole lot. Like when you're chewing on them, it takes forever. I mean, if you look at a gorilla eating leaves and bark and shit, that's why its intestines are so long is because it takes forever and it, and it's hard. And so I only do it like three to 10 times a week. I'll eat a raw plant and I'll chew on it and I'll enjoy it that way. And what I noticed is that as I started flossing, my gums were coming in thicker. The, where I was flossing, it was harder to floss because my gums were so much healthier and stronger that my little floss pick was having a hard time getting jammed up in between them. I mean, typically, like right now, I haven't been foraging or out in the wilderness for the last couple weeks, unfortunately. Um, and I've noticed that my floss pick slides very easily in between my teeth. <laughs> and that my gums are back where they used to be. Revealing a lot of my teeth, but when I was out in the wilderness, when I was doing really good at eating plants, my gums were coming in healthier than I've ever had in my entire life. And it was cleaning my teeth. Okay, so here's the trick. If you find a plant and it's stringy, it's good for like strengthening your mouth, like grass and shit. Like if I eat like grass, and I'm not talking about grass in your backyard, I'm talking about like wild grass. <laughs> which is the same as the grass in your backyard. It just grows bigger. So it's a lot easier to eat. Anyways, probably have to talk about that in another podcast too. Fucking eating grass. 
God, I did a video about that and so many people were like, oh, you can't eat grass, motherfucker. Grass is one of the healthiest things that we could possibly eat. No, we can't eat a ton of grass, okay? I'm not a fucking cow, I get that. But a little bit of grass is extremely healthy. And when I eat it, it strengthens my whole mouth, big time. I took a handful of grass on a road trip from Mesquite to Lake Powell area. And that was my snack, is some fucking grass. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was so good. And the whole time, I was chewing, and my mouth was getting stronger. It felt good. It is one of the ways that we're going to have to reverse the shrinking of our mouths, okay? There was a, what is it called? I think it's called Breathe. There's like a book about it. I listened to a podcast on Joe Rogan with this guy talking about how our mouths are shrinking. It's not good. But to reverse that, chew on some fucking grass. Chew on some plants. Um, But anyways, those are good for strengthening your jaw. Stringy plants. Difficult plants to chew. But every once in a while, I would eat a plant and it would mush. It would mush in my mouth. And it would get all over my teeth. And I would chew on it. And I would use my tongue to get all of this around my teeth. And I'd look and it'd be in every crevice. And as I, would, as I would suck and use my tongue to pull it out, I would feel my tongue. And it was like how your, t- how your teeth feel right after brushing your teeth. You know that just smooth, clean feeling? After I ate these plants, that's how my teeth, my teeth felt. And after a couple weeks of eating raw plants, that's when I started noticing that my gums were coming in thicker. So no, Google, if you want stronger, healthier gums, you don't need to go to your fucking dentist, okay? That's not what our ancestors did. You need to eat some goddamn plants, some raw plants. They don't taste good, but that's fine. Get over it. It's kind of fun. It's interesting, and it makes you appreciate food more. I've noticed anyways. And some plants do taste good, like flowers. Oh my goodness, some flowers are delicious. Like there was a prickly pear cactus and I ate the flower off of it. Mmm, delicious. And it's so crazy. That is how we're going to make America healthier. That's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get people to eat plants. And it's so hopeless. I mean, it's so hopeless. I can't even believe it. Just even trying to imagine getting Americans to go outside and to eat plants. God damn. (laughs) This is a losing battle if I've ever seen one. I mean, think about it. I'm looking out the backyard of my parents, well, my mom's house. And there are... There's at least eight houses around me, all with fences. And if we just all got together and all took down our backyard fences, we could still have an outer perimeter, but our backyards would be entirely connected. And instead of having three jungle gyms, we could have one awesome jungle gym. Instead of having two trampolines, we could have, you know, two trampolines next to each other, which is always fun, right? And... We could start growing and foraging plants through this entire area. 
we could have like an oasis if just our neighbors actually talked to each other. If we weren't so fucking secluded and we were like a little tribe in this little suburb, how cool would that be? You got trees, you got plants, we could start growing bushes and you'd actually let grass grow to be nice and thick. You could have water coming up and it would be so perfect and we could go out back and there's all these dogs that we could play with and we could forage in our backyards because nobody would be spraying it with fucking chemicals all the time. That's what I want. I think when I think of an ideal nation, I think of suburbs, but designed in a way that we're all a little tribe. Like this one little suburb square that I'm a part of could be all connected. And you know, you could even, if all of us put in a little bit of money, we could hire somebody to manage the entire backyard area. They could manage it so nothing gets overgrown, so nothing starts dying too much. Like, obviously, life and death is a whole part of creation, but they could maintain it so that it's producing as much benefits as possible, right? And that would not take a whole lot of money. With, I mean, between the eight people that I'm looking at right now, all eight of us, less than a hundred bucks a piece a month. And we could get somebody to manage that entire area to have food for all of us, to have camaraderie. You know, we could have barbecues more easily. We could have, you know, all of these kids that are all in their own backyards, all fucking secluded, all just being subject to them. It's just ridiculous what I see that kids have to grow up with. I mean, when I was a kid, we were always outside playing with friends and stuff. And then COVID happened. No, it's less so. Now technology is robbing people's childhoods. It's disappointing. And how cool would it be if everybody realized how important foraging was and made it a priority? Like, hey, neighbor, did you know? That eating dandelions is extremely healthy and could save your fucking life and your gums. (laughs) Well, let's take down our backyard and let's start letting dandelions grow. Let's start planting things that will naturally grow. Like, I know all these gardens are cute and all, you know, like all these gardens, it's, it's cool. But I'm not an advocate for the agricultural revolution. The agricultural revolution was negative for our species in a lot of ways. I don't think human beings should have to garden and all this bullshit. What if we just planted things that naturally grew in our environment, right? I mean, if there was a pine tree in the backyard, you could take a branch and boil it as a pine needle tea, and it's delicious, and it's so healthy. But I do not know a single other person that has done that other than me. Nobody knows about it. Nobody's interested. Nobody wants to do it. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. The health benefits that we would get if we as a nation invested in foraging. And by invested, I mean don't spray your yard with chemicals and actually let things grow naturally how they're supposed to. God, that's, that's literally all it takes. I mean, it would make our lives easier. Imagine how much easier it would be if there's all nobody had all these fucking backyards. If nobody had all this grass, 
God, I hate grass. I mean, like I said, a little bit can be healthy, but like there's so much grass everywhere. It would make our lives easier and healthier and less depressing and anxious because we'd be a little fucking tribe again. That's what we were evolved to be a part of is a tribe, not a state, not a nation, a fucking tribe. 50-ish people, 150 max, working together to survive and to enjoy each other. And that's what you could have. Man, what if you even, what if you built apartment complexes like that? Like, what if you built one apartment complex to house 50 to 150 people and it was built in a half circle and in the, or in a circle or in a square or whatever. And in the middle was an area that was maintained right? Part of your rent goes into maintaining this. It's not sprayed with chemicals and it grows natural foods, including dandelions and weeds. Weeds are some of the healthiest things that you could possibly eat. It's crazy. Actually, a lot of our vegetables that we know today evolved from weeds. I'm pretty sure lettuce evolved from dandelions. I think I heard that in a YouTube video once. We took dandelions and we just kept selecting the ones with the most leaves, and then it eventually turned into fucking lettuce. That's how we got lettuce. Lettuce doesn't grow naturally. But if you let weeds grow, and then you actually educated the entire apartment that you can go out and that you could pick and forage in this area safely without having to worry about chemicals or all this bullshit, that entire complex would benefit tremendously between the camaraderie and the health benefits that they would get in their food. That would be amazing. So you could do it in apartments or even on the roof. You make the rooftop managed like in these big cities or whatever. You have the whole entire roof be an area that grows all these natural foods. That would be harder. That would be harder to do the foraging thing. You'd almost have to do like a garden or something like that in that area. But still, I'm thinking more for me, because I'm in Idaho, like, suburbs absolutely could do this. Absolutely. If everybody just took down all their backyards. Easy. Boom. Let's all start working together to grow shit. And enjoy each other's company. Doesn't sound too bad. The sad part is most people aren't even capable of it, because most people are antisocial. Most people aren't even capable of having good relationships with our neighbors anymore because we've fucking screwed it out of their biology or their minds, I guess. We fucked them up so bad that they aren't even capable of it. That's why all these people are antisocial. Ah. God, what a losing battle, huh? I mean, could you imagine a world like that? A world with camaraderie where you actually can grow? I mean, I think... For example, well, this is a large area. In the suburbs, you could literally grow 
80, 90, even 100% of your food very easily. A couple chickens, a couple goats. In these big areas, you can even have cows and shit. Pigs and stuff. Walking around, shitting everywhere and naturally fertilizing everything. And you got weeds and stuff. Oh my goodness, that would be so easy. Everybody would have their front, like their perimeter, right? We'd have, we'd still have the perimeters, which would be amazing. But inside of that perimeter, you could have an entire ecosystem that sustains all of the people, all of the houses that are connected. Goodness. Imagine that, huh? Imagine entire communities that are self-sufficient. Oh my goodness. Government wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I guess that's kind of happening. You see these trends on TikTok and shit with these communities that are doing that. But I think we can make it a mass movement. I don't think it has to be like a subculture thing, like a niche thing amongst a small amount of people. I think entire communities could do this. With the proper education, time, and very little resources. Like I said, the resources that we are spending on maintaining all of this fucking grass resources that we are spending on landscaping and shit that produces nothing for us landscaping all of the resources that go into landscaping go into just purely aesthetic benefits that's ridiculous no health benefits no food no nothing we are investing billions of dollars in landscaping that is producing Zero health benefits other than like the aesthetic pleasure that you get. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. God, this world is so crazy. This world is so crazy. And everybody thinks what I'm talking about is crazy. Everybody thinks that it would be insane if everybody just took down their backyard and we all started growing food and letting animals live back there. Everybody think that sounds crazy. It's like, no, motherfucker, that's how we evolved. That's how we were supposed to be. And something happened. Something happened that fucked us all up. It removed us from our environment. Disempowered us. That's what all this is doing. It's landscaping. Status amongst neighbors. This fucking grass. It's disempowering us. It's chaining us to something that produces no benefits. No food. No nutrition. God, it's ridiculous. (sighs) But you know, it is what it is.